Welcome back to Women of Amy Polly. I'm your host, Deirdre Mitchell McLean. And I'm your co-host, Kathleen Smith, aka Kiki Planet. Kathleen, happy new year. Is it? Is it, Deirdre? <laughs> it's some kind of new year out here in Alberta, isn't it? It was so quiet over the holidays, wasn't it? It just sort of it was quiet. I was able to stay offline. Uh, I think you said that you stayed offline. Mostly, yes. It was and blissful. It, it it kind of was. It was it was a little lazy. Uh, but but New and Year's Day. Who expected that on New Year's Day? It's a holiday. <laughs> Shocking. The flying big Newtons have hit the fan. <laughs> My goodness, what a what a few days it's been out here. I mean I I guess the payoff is I've spent uh, the entire weekend rage cleaning my house. <laughs> and when I ran out of things to rage clean, I Marie Kondoed a whole lot of shit. And when I ran out of that, I <laughs> ironed about two dozen tea towels. And now here I am with nothing to do. Can't find the Zen. Oh. Gotta find the Zen. <laughs> I'm I'm jealous. I'm never showing you what's behind me here, but... <laughs> I'm very jealous. I should have spent some time cleaning up my office. <laughs> this started, I saw the Pat Wren stuff. Rain? Mm-hmm. Rain. I saw some of that kind of floating around social media. I didn't really think all that much of it. There was no confirmation or anything. No one said that it was a, a new or an old picture or just, just kind of a, hey, I, I don't think that this is, you know... Alberta in the winter right now. Right. <laughs> yeah, for me it actually started even before Christmas. Okay. I received information from a source who uh, is inside the UCP uh-huh. and shall remain a, an anonymous source that Huckabee had taken off to the UK. Okay. And they leaked that info to me at the same time that the news broke about the new strain in the UK. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was a while ago. Right. That had resulted in the lockdown and how Huckabee, and for our listeners, Jamie Huckabee is the chief of staff. Former. Well, even that's a little questionable. (laughs) Potentially. Potentially former. We'll get into that. He is the chief of staff for Premier Jason Kenney, and he is Jason Kenney's shadow. He is Jason Kenney's shield, Jason Kenney's organizer, Jason Kenney's right hand. And the information was leaked to me that he was stuck in the UK. So I asked about it publicly on Twitter. I asked several times. I tweeted at uh, some of our press gallery members. I tweeted at some UCP caucus members and staffers, and there was no response. Absolute crickets. We know how these UCP staffers and issues managers work on Twitter. And if there's something they can shoot down immediately that looks bad for them, they're going to shoot it down. And the moment that there was zero response to this, I knew that it was true. And I knew that there must be a reason they're not talking about it because if it was one staffer, the smart thing to do is say, yeah, yeah, we've, we weren't aware of that, but we've called them back. Well, of course you were aware of it. Right. The premier's (laughs) right hand spare us. But the fact they didn't respond got me very curious. And so, you know, we sit back and we wait and then holy hell, it all blew up and it, it, this this isn't a political scandal. I'm 53 years old. 
I've seen some political scandals. This is a straight up political crisis. Yeah. And the political crisis of Jason Kenney's lifelong political career. Yes. And I, I'm not sure even now that he's, he's going to survive it. I think what people are forgetting is that the United Conservative Party is not that united and it never has, <laughs> has been. There are several different factions within our United Conservative Party. There are the uh, old Wild Rose, Brian Jean loyalists. Mm-hmm. And among them, I would suspect that's uh, Tani Yao. Yes. Uh, Lila here, Angela Pitt. I would have said Drew Barnes, except I think Drew Barnes is kind of uh, more leaning towards that Wexit mm-hmm. uh, independence party thing. Don't quote me on that. That's just the impression I get. Then there's a few of the PCAA leftovers who might be a little bit more towards center. And then there are these Jason Kenny former WRP loyalists, that's your Jason, your Jeremy Nixon, mm-hmm. your that faction as well. This is a very divided party. Yes. And it it's not only about what Jason's inner circle did, because these people that pulled this crap, this is Jason Kenny's people. This it, is backbenchers. Yeah. <laughs> this is his closest. This is cabinet members. This is his pals that pulled this crap. And the fact that our premier stood there in front of this province and lied through his teeth and told us that he didn't know. Wasn't so that- what are you admitting to <laughs> Premier Kenny? Are you admitting that you are a completely incompetent and failed leader, completely untrustworthy? Or are you telling us that you knew and now you have to lie about it because there's a full-on revolt going on in your caucus? And it's not just your caucus. No, it's his own base. It's his own members. And he's already been struggling with this, this independence movement with the separatists. Mm-hmm. He, I, I believe that Jason Kenney thought he could build a big tent conservative party. I believe he sincerely thought he could do that because he's arrogant enough to believe that he could do that. You can't just bring a bunch of people together because they all say they're conservative and expect it to work. There's Varying degrees of, of conservatism. There's your far right wing incels, 50% of which in this province are UCP staffers. Let's just be straight about that. There's your PCAA kind of mushy, sensitive conservatives. There's your separatist conservatives. There's the Derek Fildebrandt wild cards. It's been a mess for a long time. Yeah. And his lies, his standing there in front of this province and lying to us, bold-faced lying to us after he promised accountability, after he promised transparency, after he promised to hear Albertans. This goddamn party had a four-year time out to get their shit together and they still can't do it. And maybe it's time, Alberta, Maybe it's time you stop electing people just because they've got a conservative tattoo on their ass and start thinking before you go to the polls. And if I sound mad, I am mad. 
I'm angrier than I've ever been in a government in decades. And I lived through Ralph Klein and Redford. So that's <laughs> saying a shitload. <sighs> taking a breath, taking a breath. Yeah, yeah. Let that let that sit. Let that marinate <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I've never been as engaged politically as I was this election, right? Mm-hmm. So it's I remember saying after the UCP won in 2019, and I think I gave it three days, right? I think it was Tuesday that they were elected. So Wednesday, Thursday, and by Friday, I was like, okay, it's a new government, right? Let's open our eyes. What's going on? But I was kind of like, <laughs> I, I wanted to try and be like, okay, hey, benefit of the doubt. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see how this is going to go. And to honestly see, Every single one of the reasons why you didn't want them elected, because he would be an ineffectual leader, because he would not govern for all Albertans, because they would hurt people, uh, because they were entitled assholes, you know, like all of those things in less than two years. Yeah. Is mind boggling. Alberta, we told you this would happen. Far too many Albertans were quite fine with Jason Kenney being heartless and cold and leaving gay men to die because that was gay men. They were quite fine with him bragging about how cold and heartless he was in San Francisco and about the actions he took there to hurt gay men. And they didn't think he'd do it to them. You knew who he was. This is who he's always been. And you were fine with him being heartless and cold to people you don't like. But when his bullshit lands on your doorstep, now you're crying foul. He cut H during a pandemic. Yeah. He closed safe consumption sites during a pandemic. Mm -hmm. He has rolled back countless benefits that Albertans need, especially right now, and done it during a pandemic. He went to war with our frontline doctors and nurses during a goddamn (laughs) pandemic. And he let his cabinet ministers go on a fucking trip to Hawaii and people in this province died. Yeah. And I'm mad about it. And I'm mad at people who think that he should just be able to slap these assholes on the wrists and we should all smile and move on. Not this time, Alberta. No. Hold him responsible. And I think <laughs> we're I'm getting so angry. I like know, I could I cry. <laughs> I'm just, I'm incensed. Like I'm one of those people who had a kid in the hospital on a ventilator before Christmas. I'm one of those people who hasn't seen my dad's in a year. I've been in lockdown with my daughter since March 9th. And these fucks are on lounge chairs in Hawaii getting served drinks while we're dying in this province. People need to accept that truth and get as mad as I am because until you're angry, nothing's changing. That's right. That's the most important thing that we're seeing right now about this bipartisan anger, Mm -hmm. right? It's not just the outrage machine on Twitter. It's not just the out or sorry, the NDP outrage machine. It's not even just the wild rose outrage machine. It is everyone. Yeah. And, you know, even when Jason Kenney stood there during his press conference and said, you know, there's tens of thousands of Albertans out of the province right now. Well, you know what? None of them are accountable to me. And this province has ensured this government has ensured none of them are accountable to any of us. Yeah. 
but they are, they are accountable to us. And I listening to, or sorry, reading that Facebook post of Kenny's where I've been listening to you. And so I've accepted these resignations and I'm taking these ones out of, you know what? It has gone far beyond us just being pissed at the MLAs because you know what? Asshole's going to asshole if you say it's okay. Yeah. And that's what he did. He said, I understand you're all going on vacation because most of them had to tell him. Yeah. And he said, okay. Let's be very clear here. What Kenny tried to tell us on Friday is that for 10 days, he didn't know where his minister of emergency management was. The minister responsible for overseeing the state of emergency that's been declared in Edmonton and the state of emergency that's been declared in Calgary. Our two most populous cities are under state of emergencies. And our premier tried to tell us on Friday that he didn't know where the minister in charge of that was for 10 days. That is it. Exactly. He's either a liar or he's an incompetent fool who has no business being in that office. And Albertans better decide which it is. And And it can be a little bit of everything. Oh, <laughs> it, it's not mutually exclusive. It can Ab- be all of the above. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, for our, our listeners, I get accused of being far right. I get accused of being radical left. I'm probably one of the few people in this province who has been sued by the left and the right for shit I've said on Twitter. This isn't about banners. This yeah. isn't about parties. I am a trust no politician kind of broad. I really am. I trust none of them. I am a member of no party. No party has my loyalty, nor will they ever. I'm loyal to me. I'm loyal to my morals. I'm loyal to my ethics. And what I saw from our premier and from the UCP over these past four or five days is a lack of ethics, a lack of morals, a lack of character, a lack of integrity. Mm-hmm. and a lack of compassion because even now their apologies their begging for forgiveness is so shallow mm-hmm. it's given to us without sincerity no they're not because it's a small price to pay for 2 weeks on a beach someplace mm-hmm. warm yeah can you can you imagine? And I've I've heard this I've heard this saying a lot, where people say it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. Yeah. However, you know, and words I, I've my used husband this. lives his life by. <laughs> <laughs> it's like his personal motto. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, I was a teenager once. I used that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep, I'm gonna miss curfew. I'll ask forgiveness. Um, you know, but these are, well, they're adults for start. <laughs> these are adults. One would and, think. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, what was the, what's the worst that could happen if, you know, if I would have back in the day, if I would have said, mom, I really want to go to this party. She just said, no, I'd have snuck out anyway, I'm sure. But the thing is, that was really the worst that could happen. If any of these government officials would have said, hey, constituents, I'm thinking of jetting off to Hawaii. What do you think of that? Like, 
Oh my God. And the that's backlash. the thing is there was no way that like, if you know that there's no way that you could even ask the question without appearing like a complete and total prick. Yeah. Then how? And, and then there's all the fallout from this that is a bit more nuanced and subtle. And that's mm-hmm. that we're already dealing with the free dumbs fighters in this yeah. province oh, God, yes. who are, you know, COVID is a hoax. They're anti-maskers. They're anti-lockdown. How dare the government infringe upon my personal liberties? This bunch of UCPL, UCP MLAs and our premier by saying travel is safe. They have fed those fools every bit of nutrition they need to keep running with their bullshit. And we will all suffer for that. How much harder is it going to get people to be in lockdown now? Well, the premier can stand up there in front of this province and say travel is safe. We're we're trying to save WestJet. Oh, God. (laughs) The fuck well he stands up there and and feeds that to all of us he completely ignores the damage it does amongst albertans when it comes to trust in what we're hearing out of his government about the dangers of this virus yeah it's infuriating those of us who are doing the right thing i've been in lockdown since march 9th Like, I want to smother myself with a memory foam pillow at this point in my life. I've been in lockdown since March 9th, doing the right thing. All of my friends, the same. And yet we're the ones who continue to pay for the bad behavior of the UCP base. Yep. And I'm I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the burden of this shit being downloaded onto the same faction in this province time and time again only to have our government do nothing to help us, nothing to help us through this. Yeah. And it is, you're right. Like this, the backlash that's coming, because the thing is we haven't even really seen it yet. And I've like, I've, I've, I've gotten tidbits from people that I know uh, on Twitter, you know, Freedom Institute and, and these different sorts of places, they are very much, proponents of individual freedom Mm -hmm. what they see is that the MLAs are able to exercise their individual freedom without consequence and the thing is Tracy Allard and well potentially Huckabee but you know what he's going to be fine I'm sure he's well taken care of Kenny made a few calls and said I'm in trouble. Oh, Who's going to take him? No, right? but Deirdre, I don't even think Jamie Huckabee is, is going anywhere. The wording was very specific. Kenny said that Huckabee would be stepping down as COS. He didn't say he's resigning. He didn't say he's fired. He didn't say he's leaving. He said he's stepping down. And I'm willing to bet Jamie Huckabee doesn't even leave that office. Right. Yeah. It's great for optics. He's, you know, he no longer has the chief of staff title. That doesn't mean he's not going to still be, be the, the chief, chief of staff. Yeah. And let's be clear that this is a man who took off to the UK and then to get back into Canada, diverted through the United States of America mm-hmm. because our border was closed to UK airplanes. Yeah. There was so much extra piled on 
to, mm -hmm. to, it wasn't just this, right? It wasn't just that you went on vacation. And the thing is that, sure, Allard's no longer going to receive a minister's salary, no longer going to be a minister. Uh, Nixon, I'm not even sure what a parliamentary secretary, it, do they get an extra 50K too? I, I don't know. I, have, I would imagine so. They all get extra money if they yeah. do anything more than show up. Yeah, so <laughs> there's so there's a couple of them that that will see a financial penalty for this, yeah. but but exactly that the messaging that went out, the messaging that they've been giving everyone else is that there are consequences in Alberta, but there are no consequences if you leave Alberta, and that messaging is absolutely going to be taken by the freedom fighters because yeah. this is exactly what they've been saying the whole time. My rights matter more than everybody else's. And then their government says, well, these people, their rights do matter more than everybody else's and more than yours. And yeah. that's where Kenny's got a real problem because even yeah. sanctioning them. And that's why he, like, that's why he hasn't. Does he need, you know, the resignations, the taking away their committee responsibilities? Oh, yes. But I, I think it goes deeper than that, Deirdre, because if, if he boots these MLAs out of caucus, first of all, those are his loyalists. Yep. He can't afford to lose his loyalists when he's already dealing with a fractured party. Secondly, there might be a couple in there that if he boots out of caucus and, and they're forced to sit as independents, they join one of these obscure parties. Yep. And then one of these obscure parties has got a seat in our legislature. Mm -hmm. And that means come the next election, Jason Kenney is fighting off the NDP, the Alberta party, and, and probably a couple of obscure conservative parties who could do very well in those rural areas. Yep. So I really think what we saw today wasn't Kenny actually disciplining no. his bad children what we saw today was Kenny realizing he has screwed up to the point that this party is on the verge of breaking apart yet again. Yeah. Still <laughs> there's no way he doesn't have a caucus revolt on his hands at this very moment. I mean, we, we saw Michelle Glasgow, Michaela, uh, Michaela. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Michaela Glasgow, uh, come out and speak up on her own. Now, there's a, a woman who's got her own solid following in her riding. She's got her own little support base, and some of their politics do not match up with Jason Kenney's. Nope. So if she's involved in that revolt, Drew Barnes is always revolting. I don't mean it that way. <laughs> I mean, he's always Mel Gibson screaming freedom. There That's we go. what I meant. <laughs> I, like, you, you, you heard it though, too. As soon as you said it, you heard it. <laughs> to correct that. But he's already got these factions. So what we saw today, that wasn't to appease us. That wasn't to make it right by Albertans. That's Kenny trying to calm Dave Rutherford, Rick Bell, Ezra Levant, Drew Barnes, Glasgow, his own problem he's got his own shit storm happening that's true and that's what this was about and i have to say i don't think there's anything more cowardly than our premier posting a facebook update <laughs> saying oh i spanked a few people no media availability sorry <laughs> he's going he's, for cheese fries now yeah. see you later in the week 
he's screwed. He yeah. really like nobody. And the, you watched the presser, of course. Of course. I'm sure many people did. Yeah. I watched it with my husband who rarely watches these things. And even he was tuned in. Okay. And so when Rick Bell started to ask his question, like, did, did the hair on your neck not just stand up when he wow. was, he was so incredulous. Incensed, just oh. incensed. And that's Rick Bell. Yeah. I mean, when, when you're a conservative in this province and you've <laughs> lost Rick Bell, damn, yeah. damn. <laughs> that's going to leave a mark. Yeah. That is going to leave a mark. And it was not just Rick Bell's question. It was Jason Kenney's response. You saw him physically react to it. Mm-hmm. He, he steadied himself and then it threw him off balance. And he kind of swayed the way um, a boxer sways in a fight oh, trying to avoid the yeah. hits, right? Like he physically reacted to that question. I don't think he was prepared for it. I think he's very accustomed to the puffball questions from Rick Bell, especially. Right. And it it threw him off balance. So you could see it in his physical response. But since then, Rick Bell has pushed out like I'm tweeting Rick Bell, Deirdre. <laughs> it's a I goddamn apocalypse. <laughs> I'm sharing Rick Bell articles. I had to bl- I had to unblock him to share his shit. So um, when when Rick Bell has pushed out two eviscerating articles of both articles in complete sentences, you know Rick Bell is serious. Yeah, when I was listening to him. You know, I actually, like, I, I, I turned it up a little bit because you could hear he was confounded at what Jason Kenny had just said, which was, there will be no consequences. I, can, yeah. I can't, I can't do anything. And I saw a fantastic tweet, uh, Brian LaBelle, who said, just wanting to, just wanting to ask if Jason Kenny has told the UCP MLAs, you know, not to touch a stove after they've cooked something because I'm worried for their safety. Right? Hey, Jason Nixon, don't stick your pen in that electrical outlet. Someone do a memo. <laughs> but that, and that's exactly how it sounded, right? Like yeah. I, but listening to Rick Bell, that's where it really sunk in. I mean, I expect that Jason Kenny is going to speak and I'm just going to sit there with, you know, and facepalm mm-hmm. because that's what I'm that's what I'm going to do. I don't agree with the way that he leads. I don't agree with a lot of the things he's done. I don't agree with a lot of things he says. But hearing Rick Bell? Yeah. Just so absolutely in awe. Well, I think that even some of his uh some of Kenny's diehard fans watching that presser on Friday had that light bulb moment where they went, "Well, Prima, what are you doing?" That's right. You tell us you can't do anything about uh, getting people to wear masks. You tell us personal responsibility. I can't force you to stay at home. You tell us, well, I can't force these businesses to not overcrowd. Uh, I I can't force my own MLAs to stay in the province uh, when everyone is on lockdown. What the hell are you doing then, dude? Like, what what is your job? What can you do? What is your job? (laughs) Please tell us because you're not doing anything. Except so, making excuses. That's making all excuses and abandoning us. Yeah. And I'm still waiting for the reporter who who has the wherewithal to ask Jason Kenny where the hell he was over Christmas. No one's asked him that question. 
I'm I'm still waiting for the reporter to ask, well, have have you and your people been go uh, obeying the guidelines that you put us under? What Kenny did on Friday destroyed whatever little trust Albertans had left in in our government. And to do that during the worst crisis that we've seen in our lifetimes, to do that during a pandemic, I, uh, that's not leadership. There's no character here. There's no integrity. There's no transparency. And there, there is no leadership in this province right now. And I'm sure a lot of Albertans woke up Saturday morning feeling much like I did. Our premier has abandoned us. Yeah, absolutely. And he's done it in the name of this ideology that he can't step outside of long enough to govern this province effectively. Bang, bang, bang.